From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, police raid unions as part of a probe into alleged irregularities at construction sites. President Yoon Suk-yeol makes a sales pitch to global companies to invest in South Korea in Davos, Switzerland. And prosecutors refer three former ministers of the Moon Jae-in administration to trial on power abuse charges. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The police have raided the offices of construction unions affiliated with the country's two largest umbrella labor organizations as part of a probe into alleged irregularities at construction sites. Investigators from the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency were dispatched on Thursday morning to carry out evidence seizures at five offices of the construction union under the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, as well as three offices of the construction union of the Federation of Korean Trade Unions. The police also sent investigators to eight houses of officials of the construction unions to search and seize evidence. The raids are related to an investigation reportedly launched by the police into allegations that the unions coerced employers to hire certain workers or demanded money from laborers in exchange for job opportunities. The police agency said it began conducting a special crackdown on such irregularities at construction sites on December 8th, arresting two people with an investigation underway of 126 people in 13 cases. Over 2,000 cases of unlawful acts at construction sites were reported during an investigation led by the land ministry. According to the ministry on Thursday, 2,070 cases of illegalities were found at 1,489 sites run by 290 builders in a survey conducted through 12 business associations, including the Construction Association of Korea. 1,215 cases involved tower crane operators demanding that builders give them a monthly payment on top of their wages, while 567 concerned unions demanding payment for union activities. The ministry plans to verify the claims before seeking a criminal investigation as early as next week. One of the country's largest umbrella labor unions is protesting a raid by the intelligence agency and police of its headquarters on Wednesday on suspicions that some of its members violated the national security law. At a press conference on Thursday, the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, the more militant of two giant umbrella groups, accused the government of excessively oppressing the unions and criticized President Yoon Suk-yeol for violating the nation's decades-long democracy. KCTU chief Yang Kyung-soo said the raid is a part of a political offensive against those critical of the government. Yang also slammed the morning police raid of construction workers' unions over allegations of various illegal on-site practices, saying such labor oppression would only serve to guarantee unlawful acts and exploitation in the industry. The union then announced plans for a general rally on Labor Day, May 1st, and a general strike in July to fight for the rights of laborers struggling to make ends meet amid inflation and interest rate hikes. President Yoon Suk-yeol has called on global companies to invest in South Korea, vowing active support and deregulation. The president made the pitch on Wednesday during a luncheon with 15 CEOs from global businesses and the heads of six South Korean conglomerates at a hotel in Davos, Switzerland, where the World Economic Forum is underway. Calling himself the number one salesman of South Korea, 
President Yoon asked the businesses to invest in his country, saying that both the local market and his office are open to them as he extended an invitation to visit any time. The president also hinted at possible deregulation for businesses while asking them to inform him of anything that runs counter to global standards, adding that if there is a lot of foreign investment, South Korea will be able to adjust its systems to such standards. Later in the day, Yoon promoted South Korea's bid to host the 2030 World Expo during a Korean night event. The foreign ministry summoned the Iranian ambassador to South Korea to explain President Yoon's controversial remarks made during his United Arab Emirates visit on Thursday. In a regular briefing on Thursday, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Im Su-suk said First Vice Foreign Minister Cho Hyun-dong met with Iranian ambassador to South Korea Saeed Badamchi Shabestari. The spokesperson said that Cho reiterated the ministry's previous assertion that the president's designation of Iran as the UAE's enemy was simply an attempt to encourage the South Korean troops stationed there and is irrelevant to the bilateral relations between Seoul and Tehran. Im added that the Iranian ambassador said he would faithfully relay the explanation back to his government. This comes as Iran's foreign ministry summoned South Korea's ambassador to protest against the remarks the previous day. The prosecution has referred three former ministers of the previous Moon Jae-in administration to trial on abuse of power charges surrounding the so-called blacklist scandal. The Seoul Eastern District Prosecutor's Office said on Thursday that they indicted former Industry Minister Pek Eun-gyu, former Science Minister Yoo Young-min, and former Unification Minister Cho Myung-jun following an investigation. The blacklist scandal centers on allegations that the Moon administration strong-armed the heads of several state agencies who were appointed under the preceding Park Geun-hye administration to resign. Cho Hyun-ok, the former senior presidential secretary for personnel affairs under Moon, as well as former presidential secretary Kim Bong-jun, were also indicted on similar charges. Prosecutors have filed for an arrest warrant for an ex-Hangbangul group chair accused of corruption involving main opposition Democratic Party chief Lee Jae-myung on a slew of charges including embezzlement. The Suwon District Prosecutor's Office said on Thursday that it requested an arrest warrant for Kim Sung-tae, who returned from Thailand on Tuesday after eight months on the run, on charges of embezzlement, breach of trust, and bribery, as well as violations of laws on the capital market and foreign exchange management. The prosecutors did not, however, include charges related to suspicions that Kim paid E's legal fees by proxy. Kim's lawyer said that his client would not attend a court review of the warrant set for Thursday afternoon, leaving the decision to be made by the judge overseeing the request based on documents submitted by the prosecution. Upon returning home, Kim was immediately grilled under a 48-hour detention warrant. The latest request, if issued, would give prosecutors up to 20 more days to hold him until a decision is made on indictment. A U.S. man accused of breaking into subway train depots to graffiti carriages throughout South Korea arrived in the country on Wednesday following his extradition from Romania. The Incheon Nonhyun police station on Thursday announced plans to file for an arrest warrant for the 27-year-old U.S. citizen on charges of trespassing into public facilities and damaging public property. The man is accused of breaking into subway garages in nine areas, including Seoul and Incheon, with an Italian accomplice last September and spray-painting graffiti on the sides of the trains. After confirming that the suspect and his accomplice departed for Vietnam, the police requested an Interpol red notice seeking their arrest. The Romanian police apprehended the main perpetrator in November. 
police plan to continue tracking down the whereabouts of his Italian accomplice. South Korea will celebrate the Lunar New Year holiday this weekend amid freezing temperatures and snowfall. According to the Korea Meteorological Administration on Thursday, skies on Saturday, January 21st, will be clear nationwide, but morning temperatures in the capital city of Seoul will drop to minus 9 degrees Celsius. Most parts of the nation will see rain or snow on Sunday. The last day of the holiday on Tuesday, January 24th, is forecast to experience the strongest cold snap this winter, with temperatures in the capital projected to plummet to minus 17 degrees Celsius, while even southern regions are expected to see the mercury drop to around minus 10 degrees. Meanwhile, Jeju Island, as well as the Jola provinces, will be pounded by heavy snow on Tuesday that will continue into the next day. The benchmark Korean Composite Stock Price Index gained 12.02 points, or 0.51% on Thursday, to close at 2,380.34. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.